We are the creators of reality. Those who have mastered perseverance, those who thrive despite attempts to thwart us, those who make magic at the root of the very trees they hung us from. We are the mountains and the rivers. We are the sun and the moon. We are sand and gems. We are the first and the final. We be big and small. We be light and dark. We be seasoned and youthful. We be sensual and sacred. Those gifted and divine. Those powerful and radical. Those vibrant and ancestral. We are the creators of reality. We are the Black Oasis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Kaya Supreme, and this is the place where we lay it all down. Today's guest, you know, today's guest at first glance might seem a little quiet, reserved, but have you, have you ever met someone who embodies like the word savory, sultry, divine, elegant, poised, pristine. This woman is hilarious, ambitious, beautiful, a dog mom. She is giving back to the community on a regular basis. This woman is someone I am honored to call my sister. Someone who I associate with Erica Badu. I don't know about anybody else, but that's what I always think of every time I see her. Ladies and gentlemen and non-gender conforming friends, I would love, love, love to introduce you to the Michelle Simmons, a.k.a. Abrahet McCorrito. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, Welcome, sis. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good. How's Muffin? Muffin is wonderful. He's looking at me right now and he gives his major shouts out to everyone in podcast land. Yes, ma'am. Well, I definitely wanted to have you on the show. Um, You are currently the vice chair of the Douglas County School Board. And I just want you to start out with just giving a little information about you. Um, you know, anything that you you would want to share about who you are for the people listening? Well, who I am, I always try to separate who I am and what I do, because a lot of people, you all know people that know you by, oh, you're the person that does such and such. You do sign right. language. You, you work on this ministry. Oh, Kaya, you do this. But you like, mm-hmm. I, that's what I do, but that's not who I am right correct uh-huh to find out i like house music you know (laughs) i like the dj you know i shoot i i instruct uh, shooting classes you just the 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 variety of 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 who i am the fullness the facets of me i'm not just you know one thing and not monolith i'm not just education but i'm a lot of other things so yeah yeah yeah. Well, tell us, I guess, what your name means. Because, you know, I have a lot of guests who have multiple names. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Abrahet Makorota mean? 
Abrahat means my light destroys all darkness. And Makorato means celebrate everything. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and how would you say that that name speaks to um, your calling in life, your work in life, your purpose in life? I think my name speaks to, to the struggle. It brings forth who I am when I am myself in a dark place. But it also mm. brings me out in the midst of dark situations. That's what how I received my name when it was given to me. Because I know that I come across a particular way. And I know that I can get in a particular space in myself. And I have to call it forth in order for it to be. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and you mean like verbally call it forth or is it a spiritual thing? It's definitely a spiritual thing. So it, it can be literally calling it forth with your words because I believe that there, there's power in our words and that we can mm-hmm. speak life or death over ourselves. So definitely by calling it out. And 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 so just taking, taking a, a step backward into who you be, when you were growing up, do, do you feel like you had clarity of, of who you were or what you were supposed to do in this lifetime? I don't believe growing up that I did. You know, some people had, you know, direction. I was exposed yeah. to a lot of different things when I was young. When I was a little girl, I was raised by my dad and my dad was a musician. So I was exposed to music. I played the saxophone, the clarinet, tenor and alto saxophone, the, the piano, the organ. I danced. I, I was exposed to religion at an early age. I was, my dad would take me to church and then I would go to church, but it wasn't something that was a part of who I am. So for example, what I'm saying is, one time, my father said, oh, I noticed you haven't been going to church lately because, you know, growing up in Chicago, we could just walk to down the street to the church. And I would just walk down the street to, to the church that I went to. And I sung in the choir and I danced as a little girl. And I said, well, Daddy, I, I don't want to go to church anymore because the people in the church are hypocrites. And he said, what are you talking about? And I explained to him, you know, why I didn't. And his response to me was, I was maybe about 10, 11 years old. He was like, oh, okay, I get it. And uh, and we just left it like that. So, I mean, I made that decision, you know, at that particular time, not realizing that when I moved from Chicago years later in 1997 to come here to Atlanta, that my life would pretty much do a full circle. So I went to church. I didn't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior at the the time. But when I moved here in 97, my cousin was asking me to move prior to my dad passing. And once he passed, even though my mom is still living, my mom had six children. I'm the oldest of her six children. And all my brothers and sisters are still in Illinois, still in Chicago. And most of my family's there in Indianapolis. I moved here to Atlanta. I had a cousin that lived here at the time, and she'd been asking me to move here. And once I did, all of that was a spiritual experience, to be honest with you. But looking back, I saw at the time, I didn't realize it. 
I was just, my dad passed away. I quit my job and I was just working. I was selling real estate and I just needed a little extra money. So I said, well, let me just work at Foot Action. For those of you who know, Foot Action is an <laughs> athletic yes. shoe store. I worked at Foot Action. And the, one of the managers said, hey, I think you'll be good for our uh, assistant manager training, not even a, a training program. And I'm the type of person I love to learn and, and things like that. I said, that sounds great. Even though I, when I joined Foot Action, my goal was just to make some quick money to save up so I can move to Atlanta. But I got involved in a training program and stayed a little bit longer because it was fun. And at the time I was waiting on a store and something on the inside just started stirring up and I just felt the need to just move. I never left Chicago, never moved outside of my home besides to go two hours south to go to college. And I told my manager, hey, I just feel like it's time for me to leave. And he said, well, if you know it doesn't work out, you know, you can always come back here. And I was actually waiting on a store in Minnesota at the time that I left. And I did, I packed up my things. I had $800, some important papers, put everything else in storage. And I told my family and friends, I'm moving. And a lot of people didn't believe it. And I moved to, to Atlanta in September of 97. In November of 97, my cousin told me she met a guy and she was getting married and she was moving up to the Great Lakes, back to Illinois, for those that wow. are familiar with it. Mm -hmm, exactly. And left me here. And I was so upset. But at the time, I didn't realize that that was really part of God's plan. And right. she did tell me when I moved there that, you know, if you stay in my house, you're going to have to go to church. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do that. And one day we, I asked her, I said, come on, go out with me. I want to go to a club. I don't know why I'm telling you all this, Kaya. But <laughs> I, <laughs> we went to a club, you know, and I met this guy at the club and we're playing pool and everything. We exchange numbers and we're talking on the phone and I'm sharing with him, hey, my money's running low and this and that. And you know what he says to me on the phone? He's what? supposed to say, well, exactly. He said, uh, you need Jesus. I said, I know. What? Ready. Yes. <laughs> I said, I know, but I'm not ready for that right now. And long story short, I ended up reading my Bible or her Bible at the time, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you, you know, confess with your heart, believe in, uh, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you'll be saved, right? I read that and accepted yeah. Jesus Christ through a phone conversation from a guy that I met in a club. Like that's a club. That's a club. You hear me? That is not what he was trying to introduce me to when I met him at that club. I'm sure that was not right. on his mind. But yeah, I accepted right. Yeah, and my life did a 180, you know, and you know, I, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and I, I, always, I always say God's going to have God's way. And God definitely had God's way in my life, <laughs> and I'm going to stop right there, but that's how I ended up here, and yeah, I hope I answered your question. I feel like I look, went around the world, and I, I, I can't find my, go ahead. No, but it was something, there was something beautiful that came out of, out of it, you know, like, you know, I asked if you always knew what your purpose was, you know, and you said through your spiritual journey, through, through moving, mm -hmm. you know, you got recentered with the creator. I did. It was you know? basically a reset. And, and, 
and did that then provide you some some direction it did it turned my like i said my life did a 180 and i shifted how I did everything what I listened to how I Mm. moved everything changed in my life I never thought that I would listen to gospel music and I did it I'm the type of person if I if I believe something or lay hold to something and it could be this could be something that could be detrimental as well I go hard and I did. And that's all I listened to was gospel music. I, I stopped listening to quote-unquote worldly music. And I literally fed myself. I've listened to preaching all the time. I read my Bible. May not have understood it, but I literally read it from front, from Genesis down to Revelation. And mm-hmm. I, I went hard. And I was totally imbalanced. I believe that it served its purpose and just shifted my how I thought how I moved in a good way and then after I got fed in that and was heavily into ministry evangelizing over ministry setting up dance ministries dancing in different places danced out of the country for the for the Lord that really taking me back and where I remembered that hey you know I did this when I was a little girl I remember dancing and my dad was playing the saxophone. My dad you know, was a jazz musician and he was playing the saxophone in, in our room one day and I was in there dancing and, and got caught up. And my little sister was yep. like, what's wrong with her? And he was like, she, she just got caught up. And I didn't understand right. what it was, but I'm telling you, it was brought to my remembrance years after that. And that was right. a spiritual experience. You know that I didn't understand at the time, and so for for me to to really come full circle and be brought back to that, and even now in the things that I do, it may not look a particular way, but I'm blessed to be able to stand before children every day and help them build their confidence and to see them grow and to challenge them to to be all that they can be in the midst of their exceptionality that's a blessing for me to to do that and expend my energy in that way yeah yeah i mean and 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 i would beg to say you know that was that was the plan Mm -hmm. that was the plan the entire time wow you got me thinking about the first time i caught the spirit girl really when was that a whole whole, i was at a whole sleepover (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we were watching Sister Act Two, and I got a little too—I don't want to say too—but I allowed myself to surrender, I guess, mm-hmm. to the music and the dance, and I was just so overjoyed. And the next thing you know, here came the weeping. I'm sure I was like nine or ten years old. Oh, wow! The, the weeping and the and the crying. You know, my my friends were scared. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But you know that that's how I that's my first if of out of hundreds of indications mm-hmm. that God is real and spirit is real. Um and so at Black Oasis, this entire podcast um is centered upon the belief that when we as black people 
walk together in our gifts, um, strive to be our most healthy selves, undo some of the generational traumas that that still impact us to this day, that we create a paradise reality, an oasis, a hush harbor, a safe space for us to nurture one another, to thrive, to heal, to grow, to evolve. And so when you conceptualize your own Black paradise, what is one aspect that you think has to be a part of it? What must be present in order for a Black paradise to exist? say peace I don't think that there is a paradise without peace yeah yeah and 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 I guess why is peace so important you know in comparison to to chaos (laughs) peace is for me is a place of centering where you can be still and and use your senses your sense of of sight and taste and touch hearing where you can really become one with your surroundings whether you're in a space in an enclosed space or or out in nature and peace doesn't necessarily mean the absence of noise, but it's really what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And getting to that particular place, regardless of what's going on, is a blessing and it's a process. Yeah. It just, you know, for me, it's just, it's intentional. It may not come all the time. But I'm getting there and that and if you do it just by being conscious of what's going on in you, it's another level of consciousness. Yeah, the, the, the intentionality and mindfulness that comes along with just being aware of self. Um, I'll say this pandemic has definitely created a lot of time and space for reflection for me. And um, and you know, I, I recently learned that I have been living with a level of anxiety. That's not something that I would necessarily associate myself with. Mm-hmm. But when I've started to be more mindful and centered within my body and just kind of paying attention to my response to things, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm able to... I'm able to investigate what place I'm operating from. And then realizing that there was a lot of fear-based behavior taking place created the time and space for me to try some new things that redirected my response to coming from a place of love and faith, if that makes sense. And um, you talked about... You talked about peace being what's going on inside yourself. What what are some things that you have done to become more aware of your internal state? I try to be mindful of my breathing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned anxiety. I had my first anxiety attack about the beginning of January. Or, or mid mid to late January, actually. 
mm-hmm. when a, a good friend and former co-worker passed away suddenly. She just mm-hmm. texted me in December. I don't know if you saw it, but she texted me and needed a place to stay. And I put a post up <clears throat> trying to help her find a place. And I did get a response. And she was blessed with a place. She sent me a text message. Hey, you know, something came through. Not what I sent her as a suggestion, but mm-hmm. something did come through. You know, she was testifying via text. And a friend of mine, another co-worker, we all worked together. We were all friends. I've known her since I moved here, actually. since I've known her since 2003. And find out that she passed away she had a heart attack and she was in her early 40s three children vibrant all of that and she's just not hearing Mm -hmm. and it took me because if we look at our lives I may not have three children but we went through a lot of things we went through a lot of stressful things and it just really affected me because I've been having issues with my health over the last few years that I've just been trying to manage and I came to realize and it took me some time to realize that it was stress related and my doctor would tell me he was like and he would just testify and share his story you know I was working in a particular situation it was very stressful and when I left things changed and I still held on and have been holding on up until this particular year and I remember all of a sudden I was I kept trying to do business as usual and I signed in to work and I was taught someone asked me how I was doing you know how sometimes people ask you something and you're good until they ask you how you're doing and then mm-hmm. the tears just yeah. well up and you just you can't hold it now I was good until they asked me how I was doing you know but yeah right. so Right, so they asked me how I was doing, and all of a sudden, they were like, they're looking at me in a video, because we were in Zoom or Microsoft Teams. They said, I can Mm -hmm. see you, you, you need to get off, you need, you're about to lose it. And they Mm -hmm. were right, and I literally had an anxiety attack, I couldn't breathe, I was very nervous about it. When I tell you, I was texting folks from the space and -hmm. (laughs) and trying to, I need help, I can't breathe, Mm -hmm. and finally... Someone spoke to me and got, put a fan in front of your face, get some tea, sit down and just walk me through a process to calm me down. It was scary and I just had to go to sleep. And it was the the first experience I had with that. So I, I have to be very mindful of my thoughts. And I went to counseling. During that, listen, they listen. Blue Cross, listen, yeah. Uh, some of the companies, the, the health providers, provided free counseling during the pandemic. And they might still mm-hmm. have it, but they did. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I found out about that, I signed up. I was like, oh, I'm getting this. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I and I spoke to her. And I, I was going to her before then. I was literally like, I'm going to get what I need in the midst of this pandemic, whatever it is. And I, right. and I did, and I right. talked to her about whatever was on my heart. And and she walked me through and helped me to see, Michelle, that your situation is not like hers. 
you, you have to think about how you take care of your body and what you do. And, and it, it gave me a, a level of peace and I was able to let it go. Now, I still think about her and I just had a friend. I just found out a friend of mine passed a couple of days ago. Well, he, he passed, but he was murdered. But I mean, all of that stuff is the impact because these people are trying to live their lives. They were literally stepping outside of the, the society's way of living to do their own thing and were taken out and lost their lives in the middle of pursuing their their dreams and their goals where they can actually do what they feel like they were called to do. Right. And it just, it really kind of just sets me back like, okay, Michelle, I'm in opera head. What are you doing? Are you really doing what you've been called to do? So it's caused me even, even to this day to question that. And, and I would say as long as we're questioning that we're doing something, you know, um, and, and until we're fully confident, it's okay. Uh, it's fully okay. I mean, you, and I, I'm like, I, I know you did a fitness competition, right? Uh-huh. And it's not so much the competition itself, but the work that you put into achieving that goal, the discipline and the consistency you ran for office it's, it's not even so much the position that you hold, but what I got an opportunity to witness was your fire and your fight and, you, again, your discipline and consistency. And I'm just hearing that consistently through your speaking is that when you put your mind to something, you have it. That's the key so right no there. doubt in my mind. <laughs> that is. Yeah, when you put your mind to something, mm-hmm. that's that's the kicker right there. <laughs> and and do, and sure do. Um, so, so there's no doubt in my mind. Whatever questions you have, you'll get answered because that's just how you built. Mm-hmm. That's how we're all built. But you be manifesting that thing. Yes. Um, and speaking of which, you have. Uh, something that you host and why don't you just tell everyone what that is and, and how they can how they can find you and be a part of well I do this uh, YouTube it's not a podcast but a, a YouTube show it's called Colloquies with Michelle and it started out basically just providing information to the community in regards to our health I do believe, and I don't want to steal anyone's tagline, but our health is important. And so I started out talking to Drs. Brandon Williams and Dr. Joseph Fowler, and they are both chiropractors with the Line for Life. We just talked about the different systems of the body and how chiropractic care can help. And a lot of people aren't aware of, of that. And, you know, a lot of our doctors prescribe medications. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with medications. But sometimes it, it may not be, depending on the person and their individual situation, it may not be the best thing. I've been told by doctors, oh, Michelle, you need a steroid shot for an injury I've had when I've just gone to the chiropractor and they give me an adjustment and I don't need a steroid shot for an injury I apologize that I had when I was lifting weights or or things like that so it just depends so the, the purpose of it really is to just kind of spotlight 
what people are doing, share their testimonies to give us all encouragement and motivation. Because I think, especially at this particular time, a lot of us are stepping out on faith, doing things. And sometimes we just need to, to hear and see what other people are doing. We see where people are and don't realize the struggle and the fight that it took to get and, and is taking us to get to where we are called to be and to do the things that we want to do. And that's the purpose of Colloquies with Michelle. I am because we are and you are, Kaya. Yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. Y'all go check that out. Um, again, it's still a pandemic, but yeah. even even though folks are are taking the steps to get vaccinated or or quarantine or you know whatever their part is in 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 helping us go back outside uh what what we have all been shown is that it's important to invest in our health our mental health our physical health and um we were provided or we were shown that we've always had space and time to do those things and we can continue so definitely check out miss simmons vlog youtube channel um and i always ask people one question um at the end of our interviews and um first if you could just spell out the name of your youtube show so this the saints can find it and where they can find you on social media (laughs) and then listen we don't want no confusion and second what is your one wish for black people Colloquies with Michelle is C-O-L-L-O-Q-U-I-E-S W slash Michelle M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E and that's on YouTube and my one wish for black people my wish for black people is that we come to realize the gift that we are and that Mm. we truly really begin to love ourselves for who God made us to be in our appearance in our flavor in our style the tone of our voice, our speech, our inflections when we speak, the ebonics that we speak, that we really embrace all of that because it's all God and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like once, yeah, I feel like once we realize who we are, then that greatness that's on the inside is just going to spring forth for us to be the kings and queens that we've been called to be. I feel like we've been distracted with media and just the cares of this world, the cares of life, yeah. dealing with the systemic racism, the laws, the statutes, the policies, we've just been encumbered by all of those things. And it's really taken us off of who we are. Yeah. We, we are entrepreneurial. It's who we are. When you travel outside of the United States, the stuff that you see, the stuff that we see at the flea market, the things that we see, I'm driving down the street around and, and folks just selling on the street. If that was just West End and folks have the stops, and, you know, that's who we are. When you go in Africa, that's all you see is folks just selling stuff and creating all this stuff we're doing and we're doing it on Etsy and 
and we're doing it on Instagram. This is who we are. If we didn't have these platforms, all of us would have a table somewhere, you know, <laughs> on the street, <laughs> trying That's to sell our point. stuff. We'd be yeah. making our money. We'd be working for ourselves. Yeah, because that's who we are, and we'll be helping each other. We 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 are communal people, and yeah. I I would like for us to know, and even myself, to continue to to find out and learn who I am, who I the 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 goodness of who I am that was taken from me. Learn about that, and really allow it to just be made manifest. Let go of the fears and all those things that have been placed on me. What I can't do. Who I'm, who someone says I am, which isn't true, mm-hmm. you know, and really birth and let the the goodness be birthed out. Out. That's what I want for our people. For us to just be who we were were created to be. Because I don't I don't think that we've really realized that. Yeah. Okay. Whew. This was good. You did that. Thank you, Abraham for being on the show thank you everybody for listening you can follow black oasis on instagram at black oasis atl and on facebook at black oasis and until next time stay black but you don't really have a choice
Thank you.